Hey, good afternoon, everybody. I want to thank you for joining me as I share a dream today. Um, and I want to just give you a heads up on what you're about to. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a lot different than the way I used to do this. Um, and uh, next Friday, next Friday, uh, Sheree will, back, will be back with me. And we're going to actually go through and do a lot more of the interpretation, the ideas behind the dream. The whole point is uh, we want this to be an opportunity for you to pray about it, to pray through it, to uh, figure out what's going on with it and see what the Lord tells you. And even I, I know a lot of times when I'm when I'm doing the dream, someone's putting comments right there and right here. I'm asking you even to you know hold up. I know some of you won't. Some of you will. But some of you I'm asking you don't even put any comments down. Make notes, make notes on your own and then pray about it and pray through it. Um, I can tell you today that as of today, when I sat down, to, when I sat down just a little bit ago, I've spent about an hour and a half continuing to pray to the dream today. I have put 26 hours of prayer into this dream, into what it means, uh, into what I believe it means, and the interpretation I believe that it has. And, and so I'm asking you to really pray about what you hear me say. And before you make comments or, oh, I think this is that, you know, whatever, I'm asking you to pray about it, really pray about it, because the key to dream interpretation it's the fact that God is the, is, is, the, is the ultimate interpreter of the dreams, okay? And I may have insight in things and see things that you don't see. You may see things I don't see. So next Friday at noon, Sheree will be back on with me, and we're going to have a chance for you to like like uh, chime in, chat in, and say, hey, here's what I think about this point or that point, okay? So I'm going to read the dream through. I'm going to read it through twice today. I'm just going to quickly read it through twice. I want you to pay attention to the, the key symbols, the key signs, the key things. I'm not going to say, here's what I think this means. We're not going to do any of that until next week. Once again, I'm just going to share the dream today, and I want you to pray about it. I mean, really pray about it. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom, understanding, insight uh, into, into what, what what the dream is. I think there's an obvious, there's an obvious, and I do mean rather obvious, interpretation to this dream. There's no doubt about it what it means. But there's some key things in there, I think, that you need to look a little deeper, pray a little more about. And look, I've spent 26 hours in prayer over this dream. Sheree spent many hours in prayer of this dream. And by the time we get to next week, we'll have spent even more time. So once again, I'm asking you simply to do this. Listen to the dream, make notes. And rather than chatter, rather than, than put your ideas out there today, pray about it. Because I know people said, oh, when I put dreams out before, it's been like this. I put a dream out, and in 20 minutes after I'm done speaking it, I've got a, a three-page interpretation of what the dream is from people who have not prayed one bit. So now, if you've been praying about what the dream is, you don't know what the dream is, you've not shared it, but if you've been praying, Lord, give me insight, wisdom, that's one thing, okay? But I'm asking you to pray about it. I'm asking you to think about it. I'm asking you to, to work through it, basically in the same way that, that, that Sheree and I have. And, uh, and, and if nothing else, maybe this will be a way to help some of you have a better understanding of dream interpretation, how it works, what it is. Because, look, I've got, a, I've, got a, um, I've got a lot of learning. I've learned a whole lot. I have learned a whole lot about dreams in the last two and a half years. And like I've said, I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the prophetic world. I have seen the good, the bad, and the ugly in the dreamer's world. Uh, and I'm telling you what, um, I've, I've had a lot of criticism, a lot of hate, threatful emails, and I've, I've, had, I've, gone through the, I've gone through the meal. But I know when God speaks to me, I know when God shares a dream with me, and uh and so I'm not out to prove anything. I'm just going to share the dream I have. Once again, I believe the interpretation is quite simple. However, however, there's a reason I use the word Halloween, and you'll see why. There's a, there's a reason why I call it this, because that plays a prominent role in the dream. So 
I'm calling it the Halloween dream. I had it Saturday night, October 15th, 2022. And uh, here it is. I was running through a large parking lot filled with cars covered with Christian bumper stickers. I was running towards a very large church. The, the edifice of the church looked very large. I did, not re- I did not recognize the church. and I knew I was about 15 minutes late. I kept looking at my watch. Now, something you got to know about me, I am never late. I can't stand it. I almost have a nervous breakdown if I think I'm going to be late for something, okay? So I kept looking at my watch. I knew I was 15 minutes late. I got to the front door and started in when an usher in a vest marked usher, capital letters on, on the left side of their chest, and a, a guy in a vest marked usher said, you're late. And I said, I know, and I'm headed towards, and I headed towards the sanctuary door. Several others approached me as I approached the door, and they reminded me that I was late. So I keep being told, you're late, you're late, you're late, you're late, you're late. Uh, I kept saying, I know, but with the intention of getting in the door. I got my hand on the door handle and started to pull to go into sanctuary when an usher came through the door towards me and told me I was late. So once again, I've got five, six, eight people telling me you're late, you're late, you're late. This guy came through the door from the sanctuary to tell me that. Okay. He shut the door behind him and he blocked me from entering. He would not let me into the building. He stared and he glared in a very mean way. And he said, it's too late to go in. But in my spirit, I knew I had to get in there ASAP. I had to get in that room. I turned and I approached another door. I spun around and went to another door. And I was blocked from it by another usher. But this usher was wearing a Halloween costume like Raggedy Andy. Not Raggedy Ann and Andy. It had that, that, uh, that this Raggedy Andy look. And he had the, like the, the mask on. Everyone wearing a costume had the plastic mask from the 70s that were had the little strap, that went, the elastic band that went behind the back. He had a Raggedy Andy face on. I asked him why he's wearing a costume, and he said, I am not wearing a costume. And he went to spin around like he was going to show me what he was wearing. And when he did, I slipped into that sanctuary door. I took the nearest seat about five rows from the back of the sanctuary, and I could see I was about 30 rows from the front. Now, the man speaking from the pulpit was wearing a clerical robe and a collar. I believe those are key, a key symbol there. Clerical robe, clerical collar, most like you might see in a Methodist church or a Presbyterian church or an Anglican church. One of the more uh, traditional churches, so to speak. And he was speaking about how to live as a Christian. He stated that the Ten Commandments are outdated in practice and in principle. He used that frame. They're outdated in practice and in principle, and that a new set of ideas was needed. And this got my attention, so I looked around to see the response from the congregation. It was then that I saw that most of that congregation was sitting there wearing Halloween costumes. I saw witches. I saw ghosts. I saw goblins. I saw superheroes. I saw Bob the Builder. There was a prominent number of people dressed like Bob the Builder. And I'm not talking kids. I'm talking adults. Uh, there were people wearing, uh, and, and there were kids dressed up like adults, like adult jobs, like doctors and lawyers and, 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 and people like that. But they were all Halloween costumes. They all had the plastic face with a little elastic band behind their neck. There were only a few people that were not costumed. And those people not wearing a costume, they looked very, 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 very uncomfortable 
with the words that the man was speaking. You could tell that their, their, their facial expressions, they were in the room, they were quiet, they were, they were listening, they were subjected to what was going on, but they did not approve of it or like it, but they were sitting quiet. Okay. The man continued by saying that you should be able to do what you want, to do what, wherever, whenever you want to do it, and that grace is our friend and more than our foe. So he uses that word. He says, grace is your friend more than your foe. At this time, an usher grabbed my arm, kind of jerked me back and told me to stop looking around, to sit still and to pay attention. In the dream, I felt like I was a little kid being told by an adult to shut up, sit down, be quiet. And he placed a scarecrow costume in my lap and he whispered for me to put it on. Basically like this, put it on. He walked away rather gruffly, stood by the back door, and I saw that a few of those not wearing costumes were giving me that, they were like, in other words, they were telling me, just go along with this, just do this, quiet. I put the costume on the floor, and the guy came back and tried to stand me up and force me to put, he was going to actually try to dress me in this Halloween costume scarecrow outfit, okay? Now, nobody moved. Nobody nobody moved around me. They were afraid to move. And I said, what kind of church is this? As the guy's trying to jerk me around, I said, what kind of church is this? Very, very loud. And the man on the platform yelled back towards the back row and said to me, he said, this is our church, and we make the rules around here. And I burst out of that man's grip, and I ran in front of the church, and I said, by questioning the Ten Commandments, you are violating the foundation of Scripture. And his reply was that we no longer needed Scripture to live right. We must allow culture to guide us. I then heard noise from the back of the sanctuary and turned to see the Jesus man had walked in the door. And he was walking down the aisle towards me. He didn't even look at me. He just walked right past me and he said to the pastor, the, the person in the pulpit, he said, you can try to keep me out. You can discount my word but I will not be silent or locked out. He walked right past me to that pulpit. He grabbed the speaker's face. He just walked up literally like this. He went, the Jesus man just grabbed the man and pulled the face off. What it was pulling off was a mask. He pulled off this mask. It was a mask the whole time. And now there was this very, very pale demonic face that was revealed and there were audible gasps in the sanctuary people went like that and the speaker tried to speak and point his finger at jesus and jesus said you will speak no more and he breathed towards that person and he disappeared in a wisp of spoke a wisp of smoke jesus then turned around to the crowd and he said as i expose the truth you'll be given the chance to take your mask off if not, your circumstances will tear them from your face and take your eyes with them. You that know the word, know better. And those that never studied my word will stay dressed in a costume and miss heaven because you chose to remain in ignorance. Even if you hide from the truth, it will confront you and it will confront you to the front of your face. So that face imagery is very, very, very brought up quite a bit in this dream. Then he looked around right at me and he said, it's not too late to warn the body as there are still many that will hear it. 
but woe to those who refuse to listen at this point. As I turned to walk out of the sanctuary, it was still full of costume people. More ushers had come to the back door and were saying it was time to go. And I saw people trying to leave through the doors, but they were struggling to get out. The ushers were literally trying to force them back in the sanctuary and keep them there. Keep them there. The people just pushed through. And then I noticed the aisle was full of costumes that were left on the ground. I also noticed there were a lot of seats that were empty where people had left, but the majority was still seated and masked. I began to run for the door, and not in the sense of I have to get out of here, but more to build up speed than knock the ushers out of the way. In other words, I knew I had to get through those men, and I was going to build up speed and hit them as hard as I could to get out because nothing was going to keep me in there. When I got to the parking lot, I stopped running to talk to a crowd of about 50 people who were all grouped together. Collectively, they asked what they should do. And I said, he told us to warn the church. So we warned the church. We all ran in different directions as the sun was setting all around us. And that's another key thing. The sun was setting. I'd gone there in the morning late for church, but now the sun was setting. At that moment, the Mission Impossible theme song started, and I saw the image of that wick being lit. And that indicated to me that there was no time to waste. I saw one of the questions that was asked, do I believe there are people, that there are people who, uh, who can gain the sense of the dream immediately? Yes, I do. I know there's others that have to pray through it and pray about it. I know there are some that will never pray, and they'll get all sorts of crazy ideas. As I told you, folks, the reason I'm doing it this way today, Sheree and I both feel this was important. We want we want to be able to maybe maybe use this as as a as a as a lesson as a teaching opportunity, because um, there are things I see in the dreams now I didn't see then. There are events that have happened through some of the certain dreams that, that have gone on that make a lot of sense now more so than they did. And so one of the things about this is that I want you to pray about it. I want you to think about it. I want you to spend some time on your knees. And next Friday when Sheree and I come on and when we get through certain parts of it, she'll say some things, I'll say some things. And we want you to we want you to chat in and say, here's what I think about this. Because some of you folks are going to see things that I won't see. Some of you will see things that Sheree doesn't see. Even with the both of us, I will see things that she doesn't see and, I, and she sees things that I don't see. Sometimes I'll see the political stuff. There's something that to me that is the key is the whole thing about the face. Um so go through the, through what I've said. Share with me. Share share the 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 symbols, the things that seem that that seem you know. And obviously, there's some pretty obvious truth. We, we we've got to we've got to take the time we have to share the gospel. We don't, and the sun is setting. So hey, he's coming back soon. We don't have a whole lot because Paul said, "Work while it's yet day." So I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read through it one more time. As I said, I'd read it through twice. Pay attention to the key sign. And somebody said, "Well, why don't you just type it out and put it on here?" Every time I've done that in the past, people take away, add things. Uh, I, I've seen a, 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 a one-page uh, dream become a 12-page dream. And so I, I, I just don't do that. Uh, I, I, do, I, I put these into a book form. It'll be coming out probably November, December. Uh, it's got all the dreams. It's got a chapter that I wrote specifically on Pentecost and how Pentecost influences the dreams and then even the interpretation of dreams. 
Uh, and, and, and I'm just going to say, honestly, um, I've got confidence in Pentecostal people who will listen to the Holy Spirit when it comes to dreams and visions. Uh, not that I don't trust others, not that at all. But I, I, I will, I will, I will lend, I will, I will tend myself to lean more towards people who are spirit filled when it comes to interpretation, whether it's a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, all those things, or even tongues interpretation. Even at that, I lean towards those folks. So I'm going to read it one more time. Once again, paying attention to the, the, the symbols, the key symbols, and then we'll go from there. Okay. I was running through a large parking lot filled with cars covered with Christian bumper stickers. I was running towards a large church I did not recognize, and I knew I was about 15 minutes late. Why 15 minutes? I don't know. I just know I was late. And once again, I am never late. It drives me nuts to be late. I mean, it just drives me nuts. I kept looking at my watch. I got to the front door, and I started in, and immediately an usher in a vest marked usher came and said, You're late. I said, I know, and I headed towards the sanctuary door. Several others approached me as I approached the door and reminded me that I was late, almost that they were distracting me. Several others approached once again and said that. I kept saying, I know I'm late, but I've got to get in. So my intention was get in the door. I got my hand on the door handle, started to pull when an usher came through from the inside, the other side, and, and basically told me I was late. He shut the door behind him and wiggled in front, basically. He blocked me from entering. He stared and he glared like he was angry that I was there. And I, he said, it's too late to go in. But I knew I had to get in there. Something inside of me said, get in the sanctuary. I turned and I approached another door. Just I, I moved to my left and went to the left to get in the door. So I had to get in there. And another usher that was, that was wearing a Halloween costume, he looked just like Raggedy Andy. It was Raggedy Andy. It was a guy. It was r- r- Raggedy Andy. I asked him why he was wearing a costume and he said, I'm not wearing a costume. And he went to spin around to kind of show me, I guess. And I just slipped around and went in that door. And I took the nearest seat, about five rows from the back of the sanctuary. And I could see about 30 rows ahead of me. It was, it was, it was a large church. The man speaking from the pulpit was wearing a clerical robe and a collar. And I think that's a key thing. He was speaking about how to live as a Christian. He stated the Ten Commandments are outdated both in practice and in principle. And that a new set of ideas was needed. And this got my attention, so I looked around to see the response from the congregation. It was then that I saw the majority of that congregation was all wearing Halloween costumes, which is goblins, ghosts, scarecrows. I saw superheroes, and a bunch of the older, the adult men were wearing like Bob the Builder costumes. I didn't say that actually in the text, but that's what I saw, a lot of Bob the Builder costumes, okay? There were only a few people who were not costumed, and they all looked very uncomfortable with the words the man spoke. The man continued by saying that you should be able to do what you want to do, whenever you want to do it, and that grace is our friend more than our foe. And at this time, an usher grabbed my arm and told me to stop looking around, to sit still and pay attention, and then he placed a scarecrow costume in my lap and whispered for me, he's like, put it on. Put it on. Put it on. He walked away gruffly, and I saw that a few of those not wearing costumes were giving me that quiet down symbol. With their like, they were doing that like to keep me to keep watching. No, they had the raggedy Andy eyes, the plus signs. I put the costume on the floor, and the guy was right back. He tried to stand me up. He was going to force me to put it on in front of everybody. 
Nobody moved around me as I said, and I said out loud, what kind of church is this? And the man on the platform said loudly, this is our church and we make the rules around here. And I burst out of that man's grip and I ran to the front of the church and I said, by questioning the Ten Commandments, you are violating the foundation of scripture. His reply was that we no longer need a scripture to live by, live right, but we must allow culture to guide us. I then heard noise from the back of the sanctuary and turned to see the Jesus man walking down the aisle towards me. And he's addressing the man on the platform. He says, you can try to keep me out. You can discount my word. But I will not be silent or locked out. He walked past me. He never looked at me. He never looked at me when he was walking towards the front. He got up on the platform and he grabbed the man's face that was preaching. He literally grabbed his face and he pulled it off, which was a mask the whole time. And now this, this pale, demonic face was revealed and there were audible gasps in the same People were like that when they, when they saw the face. And the speaker tried to speak, but Jesus said, you will speak no more. With a, with a right finger pointed at him. And then Jesus, that Jesus breathed towards the demoniac and he disappeared in a wisp of smoke. Jesus then turned to the crowd and said, as I expose the truth, you'll be given the chance to take your mask off. If not, your circumstances will tear them from your face and take your eyes with them. You that know the word know better, and those that never studied my word will stay dressed in a costume and miss heaven because you chose to remain in ignorance. And even if you hide, even if you hide from the truth, it will confront you, and it will confront you to the front of your face. So once again, the face idea is coming out promptly in the dream. Then he looked right at me, and he addressed me, and he said, It's not too late to warn the body, as there are still many that will hear it. But woe to those who refuse to listen at this point. As I turned to walk out of the sanctuary, it was still full of costume people. More ushers had come back in the back door and were saying it was time for me to go. I saw people trying to leave through the doors, but they were struggling to get out as the ushers were trying to force them back in. And the people just pushed through. And then I noticed that the aisle was full of costumes left on the ground. The people had taken their costumes off and they were headed out. I also noticed there were a lot of empty seats for people who had left, but the majority was still seated and masked. I started to run for the door. And once again, this is not in a fling sense like I'm scared. I was trying to build up speed so that if, I, so if they were going to try and keep me in. So I had to build up speed to knock the ushers out of the way if they tried to stop me. When I got to the parking lot, I stopped running. So I ran all the way from the church through that four and outside. And there was a crowd of about 50 people who were all grouped together. And collectively, they said, what should we do? And I said, he told us to warn the church. So we warned the church. And we all ran in different directions. And I saw the sun was setting all around us. And at that moment, literally the Mission Impossible theme music started. And I saw the image, the original 60s, you know, early 60s thing of that wick being lit. It indicated to me that there was no time to waste. So, um, The Jesus man was dressed more like Jesus of the New Testament time frame. The robes, he wasn't in a suit and tie. He wasn't in a jacket. He was in a robe. 
uh, folks, once again, we're not going to do any interpretation today. I ask you to pray, think about it, ask the Lord to give you wisdom, understanding. Next next Saturday, next next Friday at noon, Sheree will be back on with me. I can't talk. Sheree will be back on with me. We'll be talking about. We're going to go through each of these and uh, and uh, we'll uh, give some interpretation. We also want to see what you folks think about this and that and certain items. And so, pray about the symbols that you see. Pray about the things that you sense, and then share what God shows you about the dream. Because what we want to do is we want to help people. do better at this too. I've gained a lot of wisdom in talking with Sheree and other people in, in that in that in that community. I also have had people just send me a, an interpretation. It's like, wow, I never saw that. So folks realize and understand that we all can we we can all help see what this is. And you're gonna see things I don't see. I'm gonna see things you don't see. So once again, we're gonna do something we've never done with with this dream. I think the obvious interpretation is yeah, we're we gotta confront the, the, the crazy stuff in the church. Nope, only the the one usher. It was just one usher dressed like Raggedy Andy, but they all had jack. They all had vest on that said. They all had vest on that said usher. Capital letters and the letters were red. It was like a gray background, like a red a gray badge with a red background. Uh, and I was late, and I'm never late. I am never late for anything. One time in my life, I've been late for a meeting, and and I just I, I literally almost have a nervous breakdown. I think I'm gonna be late. I'll explain that next 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 week, but none of the matter. So uh, pray about it. Think through it. Bring the things that you have to the table. Uh, let the Lord show you some things and help us also understand. Uh, and obviously false teachings are going to be exposed. But uh, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. And see what the Lord says. The next Friday we'll all get together and we'll, we'll do it for, for that perspective. See what it says to you, all right? Hey, folks, thanks again for... Uh, being a part of what we're doing here, uh, I, I and we may not never do this again like this. I just we both both felt it was important. It's obvious the obvious reason the obvious interpretation of this dream is obvious, okay? But there are some details that we really need to pay attention to. So pay attention, pray, pray through, and bring back your ideas next week. All right. Hey, thanks for being a part of this, and uh, we'll see you folks next week. Hey, God bless.